Now we've got to scramble. Walsh around the body, doesn't miss. What a star this young man is. To Kurnow. And Charlie Kurnow off one step. Just went bang. Durden, he saw his way through. And Honey Milk didn't put it right through the middle. Big moment. Kennedy, Walsh, bangs it. Brilliant. This kid just keeps on rising. Gives it a roost. He gives it a magnificent roost. He kicked the goal. Walsh, here he is, straightens up and has delivered. Is there nothing this young man can't do? Mackay steals it. That's how you do it. You bend it to perfection. Durden wants it back. Inside hand of his Jewett. Got some speed and the delivery pinpoint accurate to Kerno within range. It's working back. He's got it there. King Charles. Has done it again with some body English. Dives in. The ball straight through them. Out to Silvani. Outside of the boot. That's as good as it gets. Grips to Silvani through traffic. To Williams. To the goal square. To Kerno. It is party time for the Blues right now. But they got one last one in them. Mackay. Charlie. He's got six. And his defender in a blender. Good day, Blue Baggers, and welcome to the Blues Footy Podcast. Your host, Jed Zetzer, with you today, alongside my co-host, Harrison Hyman's Bolt. Welcome. It's been another win, and that means another fantastic week of life coming up. It is. Six and two for the first time since 1996. 26 wow. years ago, we weren't even a thought the last time <laughs> we were six and two, so it's very exciting, and... Look, we're in the four for a week and they've, they've just got to keep the momentum going now. We've gotten through the two, I guess, dodgy games only because they've been against bottom sides. We did exactly what we needed to do and cruise to comfortable wins and now it's business. It is. It is. So six and two, a game clear sitting inside the top four uh, behind Brisbane, Fremantle and Melbourne. Uh, Bolt, I thought yesterday was very encouraging signs. Uh, it was what we could have hoped for probably and more uh only ended up winning by 48 after leading by i think 68 o- we got yeah, out too. yeah something like that um but you know 50 point win you take it and you run yeah no we, we, we just did what we needed to do I, I think at the end of the day um that game was literally just a showcase of we're a far better side not that we even necessarily played better we're just a way better side with way better players as simple as that sounds no i That's agree because i didn't actually think they were I actually thought the first quarter, we looked a bit off. Uh, there wasn't a lot of energy inside the stadium. We weren't playing with much flair. Well, we came out pretty slowly. Well, no, we it did. took a while to get going. We did. Like, they were... I can see why they cause issues for teams Adelaide because they're very quick on the break. Like, they're, they're, their transitioning is very good. Like, they're, they actually set up pretty well when they don't have the ball, forward of the ball, if that makes sense. Yep. So, I can see why they cause some teams trouble and they probably put you know put us in our spot after the first 10 minutes but we were we responded like a good team does and you know, literally just did what we needed to do you know even those two goals on the half on the eve of half time were very very important as well 100% 100% and you know you speak about how Adelaide are a difficult team to play you know they beat the Bulldogs they beat Richmond and they got very close to beating Essendon and they beat Port and they 
lost to Freo by a point. So yeah, no, they're they're not a pushover by any means. They're not, and not many teams are a pushover, which is why you know to cruise to an eight goal win and have the game wrapped up midway through the third quarter is very pleasing. Now, Bolt, I want to speak about our next five, but I'm going to wait till the till after we dissect the plays to do so. So stick around uh, for player by player analysis, and then we'll speak about our next five games because they are just about as crunch as it gets. But our Bolt kicking off in the back line like we always do. Jacob Wiedering, another sensational performance. I mean, this guy, he's been robbed twice of an All-Australian jumper. Once he was severely robbed. The other time was a 50-50. But this year, the form he's in and the, the way that he is tracking, it would be more than a robbery if he didn't make it. I mean, he, yeah. is, he is comfortably the full back or centre-half back in this rolling All-Australian team. Oh, for team. sure. I think him and May are a class above the rest, really. Um, but yeah. Wiedering, once again, Texas had a very good season. Um, and, you know, he, he, didn't, he didn't do much. Walker. Kicked kick, two, kick two goals. Didn't do much. Didn't you, what, the thing with Tex, and I'll just interrupt because, you know, taking, you know, all of his off-field stuff aside, as a pure AFL footballer, I rate Tex Walker extremely highly. You know, he is very good. I, I think good. he is a sensational player. If he's on, they're very hard to stop. And he's one of the few full forwards in the league that has a serious impact outside of kicking goals. And no, we yeah. limited that this week. No, no, Jacob Wiedering limited that this week. He's very good and he's a big lad. So, you know, it's a tough matchup for anyone. Yeah. Um, you know, he's probably like a slightly worse version of Hawkins. They're hard to stop. Yeah. And no, it was very good. You know, to restrict Walker to two goals is great. And um, yeah, he can get stuffed other than that. <laughs> can absolutely get stuffed. Love the cheer squad there. Um, Lewis Young. Now I want to talk about him because I was doing some analysis into his numbers he is he's growing, I think, before our eyes, especially in the last two weeks. Um, I thought he was one of few players who played okay against Fremantle, but looking at the last fortnight in isolation, he was outstanding against North. Outstanding. And I thought he was absolutely fantastic yesterday as well. Just looking at his numbers in the last two weeks. Against North, he had 12 disposals at 100% efficiency. Against Adelaide, he had 14 disposals at 100% efficiency. Against North, seven intercept possessions. Against Adelaide, seven intercept possessions. Eight marks against North, five being intercept marks, and 10 marks against Adelaide, five being intercept. So yeah, they're great numbers. game highs for both there. And then eight spoils against North and five against the Crows. So this is two weeks of, I would say, in terms of the role that he's been set to play, he's executed it brilliantly. And uh, I think I gave him an eight or a nine last week in the BNF votes. He'll be getting that again because, yeah, he was absolutely fantastic. Yeah, and, and, and I think he's also given us an element of control back there as well. Yeah. You know, because I, I thought he was shaky his first two or three weeks. Yeah, and, took, and, it took and a few was, weeks to get going. And which is fair, it's a new club. Um, but I think he's definitely elevated himself over, you know, he definitely has elevated himself over McDonald if they were both available. Yeah. Um, and it's good. It's, it's great that we can lock him down every week for the time being. He's playing good footy and it's cliche, but we go again. And make no mistake, I think the rest of the back line being so good helps him, but... But still, you know, he's, he's he still got a role to play and needs to execute He didn't it. play without it. You know, there wasn't really a third tall against the Crows. So we were under man when Plowman was the laid out. Mm. So, you know, we, you know, we were forced to shift a few. Newman was forced to play a bit oversized. But, um, you know, we, you know, 
Golands and well, who Hilberg. was the direct opponent for Lewis Young? Would you say? Because oh, I don't. I think they well, were they rotating were, a bit. Yeah, because Himmelberg was going into the ruck a lot as well. For also, them. because he was just terrible. Yeah, so Himmelberg and Golands only kicked one between them. They f- they threw um, Frampton there in the last quarter, and he only managed a goal. So they, they didn't do much. No. Those guys. No, just another great performance, Lewis Young. Um, our all-Australian duo off, duo off the halfback flanks <laughs> in the rolling all-Australian team. Adam Saad, just, you know, as reliable as ever. Wasn't his best game, but, you know, <laughs> didn't do a thing wrong. No, it, and, was fun. Yeah, it wasn't standout, but... No, well, that's the thing. I mean, yeah. doesn't always need to be standout, but three inside 50s, three rebound 50s, four marks, five score involvements, and he went at 90% efficiency. That's about... Or 92% efficiency. That's about as... Yeah, as good as we can ask for from Saad. He only had, out of his 14 disposals, 13 were were hit the target. So yep. uh, Saad was brilliant. But Sam Doherty, um, it's crazy what this guy's doing. Absolutely fantastic. 30 disposals. He also went at 80% efficiency. He had nine score involvements, 10 marks, and then three inside 50s and three rebound yeah, 50s. Just, just as good as it gets, really, in, in that position. Week in, week out Doherty. Week in, week out. And he, hard, was not- hard to get he was him. noticeable, I think, in that third quarter. That's when I really started. He was good. He got a few coaches' votes, I think, as well. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Just brilliant. Remind me of coaches' votes later. Yeah, we in will. In about 15 minutes. We will get to the coaches' votes shortly. Uh, Nick Newman. I pretty, think he was good. Pretty good game. I, I thought his first good. quarter was pretty good, apart from that play, one little blunder. He has to play well, because I, I, I still believe at full strength, only two of Newman, Stocker, and Williams will play. Mm. And Newman is probably the guy who could get pushed out for Stocker. Yeah, it's hard to see a reason why he should be pushed out right now. Speaking of Zach Williams, thought it was one of his better yeah, games no, yesterday. W- because he was negating. He was brilliant by foot because, yesterday. But it's also because he was negating. When his job's made simpler by a simpler task of just remaining accountable to a direct opponent, he plays better. 16 disposals, 14 of which were effective... He had five score involvements, seven marks. So he got the job on Rochelle. Yeah. And that after looking at that yesterday, I want to say going forward, I want Zach Williams on the small forward every week because he did it round one. Dusty's not necessarily small forward, but he went to him and he did that, you know, yesterday against Rochelle. I'd be happy to say he safely won that battle. Um yeah, I really like Williams playing this role. I think it just makes a big difference. We've just got to, I don't want to sound condescending, but we just have to dumb it down for him. Well, yeah, I know. Just give him an opponent and make sure he doesn't get a kick. And, that's, and, and in good the same it. breath, let's hope Williams doesn't get a kick. Yeah, and I think, though, when he gets the ball, you know, the positions he was getting the ball in yesterday were better positions than when he plays freely. Obviously, he didn't get as much of the ball, which makes a difference. But, yeah, I just and I think he might go to Toby Green, possibly, next week. Yep, that would be my prediction. Yeah, which would be a level up on Josh Rochelle, but at the same time, you know, he's well equipped to take on the role. So yeah, uh, well done to Williams on a good game this week. Um, our other defenders, Bolt, it was an interesting day, I thought, for um, Jordan Boyd, because coming into the match, thought, you know, this is going to be interesting. You know, he's, he's had two games, I think. How many games he played coming into that? Yeah, Hawthorne, and then he was the activated sub against Freo and Gold Coast. Yeah, so two losses and then wasn't great against the Hawks. But I thought he was pretty good yesterday. 
It was a pass mark. He was fine. Did what he needed to do. A couple of moments yeah, there, he which fine. he showed real grunt. Yep. Specifically, that one we'd all that would come to mind where he got clubbed in the forward line in, oh, our, he in took our back a great line. Mark. Yeah. Was yeah. It that one. Yeah yeah yeah, yeah. 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 I think he was pretty he good, to be mark. honest. Um, you know, he's not a player where you look at the numbers, but even if you do, he had thirteen disposals. No, he was fine. Eleven I- of them defective. Um, four inside fifties, three rebound fifties. I thought he was pretty good, and he'll hold his spot. I think. I mean, it would be very yeah, stiff might, if he get dropped. He might be the guy that goes out for Stocker. If Stocker, do you reckon Stocker's going to come straight back in though? Oh, I'm not sure if he's deemed fit with the shoulder. Maybe, but we know his suspensions over. Maybe Plowman will come straight in. I think Boyd keeps his spot over those two. It'll be tight. It will be tight, but it would be stiff if he got dropped off that. Would be stiff. But Probably the first game he's I'm played here to where win, he's shown not make something. Friends. No, I know, I know, but I think it is the first game he's shown a yeah, bit. No, I thought he was fine. Um, midfield, well, there's only one place we can start, and that is with the best player in the competition. 35, 35 and two, a lazy thirty-five and two from Patrick Cripps. Just he is, and Dwayne Russell said it twenty-five times during the broadcast. But he is as good as it gets. Yeah, he is. Ten clearances, couple of bumps that he, the the bump that he rode to dish it off to Silvani in the third quarter is just. Was ridiculous. So you mentioned the ten clearances. So we've established thirty-five disposals, two goals. He had the ten clearances, but to go with that, twelve score involvements, seven tackles, three of which came inside fifty, six inside fifties. This is, you know, and Charlie might get the three votes, but it's a minimum two-vote game for Patrick. Cripps. Oh, for sure. Just it's it's the, insane how good he is. The twos will do. Yeah. Oh, mate, we'll take anything, but. I want to look at uh, a tweet that came up on my feed um, from the great man, Brad Klebanski, um, and it was regarding Crips. I've got to find it. Should have got a screenshot of it up before. But um, oh, it was a great tweet about his numbers this year and about how he's just comfortably the best player in the competition, which we'll get to in a second. Oh, he's just... The fact that he's already kicked 13 goals this year as well. Yeah. Is it the most... How many... I think it's the... I've got the tweet up. I think, yeah, you go. Patrick Cripps has had a historic start to the season. Not including the game he injured his hamstring against the Gold Coast, he's averaging close to 35 touches and two goals a game. So that's his average numbers. Clearly the number one player in the game currently. Great tweet, Brad Klebanski. And uh, yeah, I I wholeheartedly agree. So he's equaled right now the most goals he's ever kicked in a season after playing virtually six games. (laughs) Just... Mental. As in, if you're going to get 30 goals out of Cripps, and we hope we can get 50 to six, 50 to 70 out of Kerno and Mackay, that's the hallmarks of something pretty special. It certainly is. Um, Zach Fisher yesterday, I thought was brilliant. He played well. Almost one of his best games for the club. 23 disposals, kicked two goals, two, 11 score involvements, no, respond- eight marks. Had a low game against the Dockers. He's responded... I was going to say he's responded well since he's hollowed out of Perth. <laughs> no, it's been brilliant. Um, he was good. And once again, hit the scoreboard, bobbed up with a couple of goals. It's just another layer. And they were big goals. Big goals. Like really important third, goals. In that third quarter. Yeah. The, the frenzy again. Um, another six goal quarter for the Blues. Um, but no, Fisher was good. And his link was... Re- you know, his kicking was really good. He, it was a clever game again from Fisher. And it was, you know, definitely... You know, if not his best, it was on the podium in terms of career games for him. Walshy, I'm laughing. I'm laughing at Sam Walsh because he's so good and he's not even playing close to his best footy. He's not. Not at his damaging best, but once again, still contributing. You know, there was a 
Still been basically our second best midfielder I, yeah, in every game he's I for, played. I forgot the goal that it was, but he oh, it was some. He extracted the ball with his handball. I'd have to go and look at the goal, but he's still just going about his business. And the fact that he's flying so under the radar right now, mm, a lazy twenty six. Yeah, and still you know playing good footing, contributing at a high level. We know he can go to another level. I don't think anyone's denying that, but it's hard to complain about where he's at. Oh, I'm, I'm, mate. I'm, you know, complimenting him because. He had a rough preseason, syndesmosis injury, which should have kept him out for a month well, longer yeah. than it did. You just wait till this kid starts hitting his straps. And I don't think people are ready for it because when Sam Walsh starts hitting his straps with the way that Patrick Cripps is playing right now, with Chera in the side and Hewitt in the side, and Matt Kennedy, a reborn Matt Kennedy, it's going to be something scary. Yep. It certainly will be. Um, Speaking of Matt Kennedy, I thought he was outstanding yesterday. He really got us going in that third quarter. He had 23 touches. 14 of them came in that third quarter. He wow. was He was enormous. And he, I think, something which I've really picked up with Matt Kennedy is he's a player who, when he gets going in a burst, he just changes a game. Against Hawthorne in that last quarter when we were, you know, getting run over, he had 15 touches in that last quarter. Was massive. And yesterday in the, in the quarter which won us the game, he was massive again. Uh, seven score involvement, seven inside 50s, couple clearances. Just played really well. A really professional game, I thought, from Matt Kennedy. Yeah, no, he, once again, I, I don't think it was one of his better games. One of his best games, sorry. But, you know, if that's going to be your third, fourth string midfielder, and mm. if that's the output you're going to get from them, once again, you're sitting back and clapping. Adam Chera, I thought he was he best was on in the first quarter. He was good, Chera. Um, it's just funny. You go through these numbers... 10 inside 50, 6 clearances, 7 tackles, 4 marks. He had 27 touches, 8 score involvements. It just it just reads beautifully. And he, he played a great game, Chera. He did. Responded well after a very costly error early, which led to Adelaide's second goal. But, well, yeah, brilliant again. He's, he's a Rolls Royce. so good by yeah, foot. He's very good. So good by foot. Uh, Top player. Our wings yesterday, Lockie O'Brien, I thought it was probably a down game off his game the week before, which he was very good against North. It was, but, like, you know, I, I, I've still just got so much time for him because, like, his kicking's just not an issue. And I've always been the first to put my hand up and say the rest is an issue. But I still think it's worth him playing in the team. Will he play next week? I'm not sure. I'd probably be nervous if I was him because he wasn't great. But I, I just think with someone like that, like, you know... That when the ball's in his hands, you sit back and laugh. Mm. They're like daisy cutters. Yeah. They trim the grass. <laughs> They're unbelievable. And yeah, as in, you know, we know that he's not a contested player. We know that he's not an overhead mark. We know that he's not going to lay eight tackles in a game. We know that. No one's denying it, which is why he'll never be the complete All-Australian wingman that we, I guess, you know, you should, you know... That we thought we might be getting when we drafted him. Or that, you know, you can aspire to be. But we know that he's an exceptional user of the footy. And I think that still counts as something that's very important to have in the 22. It's fair. Uh, the other wing, I thought Jack Nunes, look, he definitely played a better game against North uh, compared to his first couple. And I thought he was good again yesterday. He was okay. Like, not anything amazing. No. But... Solid. Solid, yeah. Solid's the word, I think. Solid's the right word. Um, kicked a nice kicked goal. Kicked a nice goal. His pocket. You would have had a good view of that. Oh, great view of it. It was almost... He celebrated. I couldn't see him celebrating because like under the... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. Under the stand. 
Um, no, nah, Nunes, was, Nunes was okay yesterday. Solid game is the right word. And then our boy Jack Carroll. Yes. Now, I don't know why, but it took a while for him to get on the ground. I think it took about eight minutes. Um, and he didn't touch the ball. He didn't register a stat in the first quarter. I was a little bit worried. Mm. But I thought after quarter Second time... Second game, Blues. thought after quarter time, 18 disposals, six score involvements... Three marks, three clearances, couple inside 50s. He was just another great game yeah. for a second game of AFL football. The great thing about Carroll is that he just gets it, doesn't he? Oh, he does. And he's so good by foot. And it just makes such a difference. Yeah. And the way he, he's done it twice now in two games, actually a few, actually three times, where he's been in trouble, he's been caught in a tackle, and he's swung 360 and gotten out of it and yeah. just burst through. And that's for me things no, that you, just got, little things that you like to see. I do think we got a player there. You know, you're confident he'll play. He'll be on the plane next week. Yeah. Well, I think he is our number one wingman right now. Okay. I think he's ahead of Nunes. I think he's ahead of O'Brien. Uh, and the good thing about him is that you know he can actually go into the guts if required. I don't think, to be honest, he misses a game really unless he's injured. Mm, it'll be interesting. But yeah, no, he was fine. I'm keen to speak about the Ruckman. Because I am this is, perplexed. It's splitting opinion, really. Oh, I haven't seen anyone sharing my opinion. Well, you're the only one I've heard, yeah, that's got your... So you thought he had a rough day. I am... I must have been watching a different game. I nearly had a heart attack when I saw he got a coach's vote. <laughs> like, I nearly fell out of my bed. I have seen a lot of feedback and a lot of... A, plaudits for him to Connie. now with all due respect I'm just gonna this is gonna sound blunt and harsh but I've got no idea where all this credit and appraisal for DeConning's game has come from I thought Carlson conceded in the middle of the game like every time Riley O'Brien went into the ruck Silvani went in so they almost conceded that he wasn't he wasn't good enough to outbody O'Brien he was only really rucking at centre stoppages against Himmelberg. Mm. So he was. they almost conceded this. I, I've got no idea. And he he would never ruck defensively. Wiedering was rucking in, in the st- defensive stoppages and Mackay was rucking the forward stoppages. He just looked so out of position. He only took one mark. So it's not like he was, you know, dominating as that kick behind the ball. I, I, I've got no idea. Like, I, I don't get it. I didn't get it. Like, can you, like, 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 tell me. I'm keen to be educated here if this is the case. Like, where, in what regard would he have attracted the attention of a coach's vote in that game? I think, so, I, to be to be totally honest with you, my thoughts on his game were basically no thoughts. I didn't think he was good or bad. I just didn't notice him much of him, to be totally honest. I, I didn't, and I've watched the replay, and he did, he did look... He did look better. You could notice him on TV. I, th- I always get the sense... I thought he looked lost for most of the game. I, look, I didn't notice him at the game. I really didn't. There were a couple of instances where he got his body in the way, which I thought, yeah, it's nice. I didn't notice him do anything really bad. I didn't really notice him. But on TV, he looked okay. Well, it looks like I'm in the clear minority. It looks like I'm riding solo here. So I'm very keen. No, to- but I, I don't, I, I, I don't, I'm, I'm, I don't I'm, get where the coach's vote came from, though. Because I don't think he was necessarily good. I'm very keen to be told by someone who really rated his game why they rated his game. Not as like a argumentative thing. I just want to know. 
what was so good about it. Like, I'm keen to, like, see another side, like, get another perspective. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. Like, because I've actually got no idea. I, yeah, I've got no idea. Fair. I mean, look, everyone's entitled to their opinion, I think. Oh, yeah. And, and yeah. I'm not saying mine's right. I've just got, I'm confused. I was so confused. Yeah, look, and I, and, and and I we, saw on Twitter I saw you at half time and you said that you thought he was terrible in the first half. I know. I know. I, yeah. I, yeah, I've never been so rattled by something. All the best to him. <laughs> or he's good. He, and look, he's going to have a tough week this week. We've got the Man Mountain, Mount Everest, Braden Pruce. You know what I will say just before we get on to yeah. that? Because that's going to be tough to watch. But <laughs> I actually thought Riley O'Brien had zero impact on I know, the game. But Silvani was running with him. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, nah. See, I know. I, I thought Silvani was very good yesterday. Yeah. I didn't think DeConning was good or bad. I just noticed that O'Brien didn't really have an impact on the You know the game. how, like, on Brownlow night, you can make, like, um,. There's the market to polar vote. Yeah. I'm going to just do a blind bet on Tom DeConning and hope, hope for the best. Hope that I was so wrong. <laughs> like, I was so wrong. <laughs> um, you'll, hear, you'll hear, like, the suburb of Caulfield vibrate when you hear one vote, Carlton, T DeConning. <laughs> um, Have yeah, the end of season trip riding gonna, on it. It's going to be. I, I was just really confused because I, I, I didn't rate his game at all. It's going to be hard to watch that ruck battle next week. That's going to be... Because I think Bruce is oh. looking like one of the better rucks in the comp. Yeah, well, we're going to fly to Sydney next week with only minimal things. A phone, a wallet, a mask, our keys, and a blindfold. <laughs> and as soon as the balls bounce, the blindfold's off, and away we go. Um, <laughs> all right. Cottrell came on as the sub. We'll get to the forwards in a second. He was good. He was good. Was he? He was... was- <laughs> He was actually pretty good. He was. He injected a bit of pace into the game. He the fresh legs for And he didn't play on a wing. He played half forward. I know, I know. And he's actually much better there. I know. Yeah. I hope Petrarca watched that. <laughs> you know, he was good. He just Yeah, injectors he injected a bit of life around the half, you know, right. seventy five out from goal. He'd be happy with that. He did. Um the forward line, well, it's you know, I'm just going to say it. It's the best forward line in the competition. The Towers. Charlie Kerno. It's nothing short of... I'm going to use the word remarkable, but, remarkable, but I'm also going to use the word stupid. <laughs> it's nothing short of stupid what he's doing. How many years was it out of the game? Two? Two to three? About, where... Yeah, about two, two and a quarter. He's come back. What's he? Second in the Coleman? Yeah. Had 21 disposals. He's kicked three bags goal, of five plus as well. Three bags of five in eight games. He had six goals yesterday and three behinds. He could have kicked seven or eight. 15 score involvements. 10 marks. Four were contested inside 50. Seven inside 50. I mean, he's just... He's probably... Probably the second best forward going around in the competition right now. Yeah, oh, there's been a, the key forwards are having a really good season. To be fair, there's a lot of them, but he has just been outstanding. And you know what a lucky man he's playing in the same team as Harry Mackay. Really, well, he gets a second defender every week. It's I know. hilarious. It's scary. It is hilarious. It's that's what it is because they're as good as each other. Yeah, and one of the and you know watch teams think you know oh, we'll be one step ahead. We'll chuck the number one forward on Charlie this week. Oh, and then H comes around Unleash and kicks the nine. Beast. Yeah, um, Kerno, I'm so happy for him and. 
he is he is the one that has surprised me the most because I didn't because I, I I always thought Carlson supporters are always a little bit overestimating him as a player even before he was injured because he never really put together a great you know entirety of a season because this is the first time he's really dominating teams yeah, yeah. on the regular and he is just and it's players like that where if they you know and we knew it would be you know these players you know three to ten needing to take us to the next level and he is the poster boy of that really yeah like he's completely changed us we look so dangerous when the ball goes in long and direct and his reach is so good overhead he's phenomenal at the moment Kerno. He is an H kick three, if you don't mind. <laughs> three two as well, oh, if you don't mind. Who's Batman and who's Robin? Yeah, oh, it's uh, Jack Silvani kick two. Just yeah. another, just a, just another great performance by Soss, and what a player he is growing to be. Thirteen disposals at a hundred percent efficiency, and I'm still, I'm still waiting for him to make a mistake. I'm still waiting because I haven't seen it. Uh, two goals, seven marks, two clearances, three inside fifties. He was. And just another great game. And really one of those players who lifted and really launched us in that third quarter. I think that he owned that third quarter, Silvani. He really did. Uh, Durden and Owies. Well, I think Durden and o- Well, Durden was very good yesterday. I'll start off by saying that. Well, we've got to speak about that passage of play when he got it on halfback. Yeah, yeah. Dished it off for the I one th- two. Think- up the guts. Can we confirm if Terry survived that? I don't know if he would have survived. No. Oh, we, we need yeah. to check in. Yeah, yeah, he could have collapsed. Yeah, he could have. Um, yeah, Durden and Oes, they were, I think yesterday, as a combination, they were just brilliant. Um, and they didn't even kick a goal. But it was their contribution around the ground, uh, which really grabbed my attention. Durden with four tackles and Oes with five. Uh, they're, they're, they are going fine. Like, yeah. They are going well. Chuck Honey in there. And you've, all, and you've almost got to watch Carlson every week to appreciate what they're doing for us because they are the modern day small forwards. Just keep the ball alive and make sure you're always in. They just got to work their asses off. Yeah. And they do. They're two of the most hardworking blokes in the team. Their games are purely based on work ethic and, and we're just hoping the rest will come with it. You know, Durden's going to be, Durden's going to be a serious player. Like talking three They're years down the like, track. Those yeah, those two are owning their spots really and nicely. I, I don't think Durden's going to be like a goal kicking small forward. Well, no, but that's not the modern. You know, that's just the bonus now. No, I know, but I reckon he's going to be an elite pressure forward. Yeah, just he's he's, he's going to be like, such a good player. Saying, there's still so inexperienced those two Durden as well. Durden hasn't even played ten games. I, there's a lot of. Oh, he's probably hasn't even played twenty. You know, you look at those Richmond boys in 2017. They were unheard of at the time. Mm-hmm unheard of and would have played every single week yeah and led them to a flag and I'm not suggesting anything along those lines or maybe I am but <laughs> you know Durden and Owies are going so well they are um, just touchy I think we've gone through most of the team and then Jack Martin got subbed off yeah so, so, Jack, so he'll be strain. he'll be out for one to two I don't see, see I, I, I'm gonna say three to four for that I don't think we'll see him before the bye It's a bit annoying. It yeah, can live without him, but it is a bit annoying. He was playing all right footy. He was. He was getting into and a it's bit an, of form. It's another focal point down there, but it's an annoying injury. It's a bit of an old man's injury. So we'll get to the reserves in a second. But you'd think Lockie Fogarty, 
comes in. He's been the one who's replaced Jack Martin, I think, twice this yeah, year. Yeah, he replaced Durden. So Sorry, he replaced yeah, Martin, then he replaced Durden. So he'll, and he had 12 tackles in the Razzies on the weekend. So he'll mm. probably come in for It's Martin. just annoying because like, Martin's good overhead as well, which Fogarty's not going to provide. Well, it's, a, it's an annoying out just because he's much better than the other options. That's... Could you play Tom Williamson, maybe, in like a role like that? There's something about you and wanting to see Williamson in the forward line, isn't there? Yeah. <laughs> I think you just want to see it again. <laughs> I don't you know. You saw something, didn't you, when you when he was there? You've gone on about it for a few weeks now. Well, oh, this is going to sound... I'm in a blunt mood. He's probably going to be delisted. So you may as well throw a spanner in the works and see what he's going to do if he's playing for his life in a different position. Okay, wasn't expecting that, <laughs> but all right. <laughs> um, so I think that's all 22 players uh, dissected. Votes, Bolt? Oh, it's, it, it's got to be Kerno 3, Cripps yeah, 2. Yeah, I'm the same. The one's going to be interesting. Well, it's not DeConning. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's probably got to be Zach Fisher. Yeah, see, I, I was I was thinking Fisher or possibly Kennedy or possibly Doherty. Um, I'm going to go with my boy, Matt Kennedy. Alrighty. Thought he was great. Um, VFL. Yep. I stopped watching at three-quarter time. What happened? <laughs> so, uh, yeah. I was trying to beat the traffic home from Frankston at three-quarter time. All good? Um, no. 48 points up. Oh, at three-quarter time. How much did we win by? <laughs> a 10-goal to one last quarter. Yes, we won by 120-odd. It was a, a seven-point loss. <laughs> That's crazy. Um, now, this was just as bad as it gets. It really doesn't get worse than this. And that nearly happened to the senior team twice. I think about how bad... I think about the difference like one or two points makes. Um, Frankston... You know, they're certainly... And just by the way, just had a look at the VFL ladder for the first time. And uh, yeah, that's made my night. Essendon sitting winless and last in the ladder. So I was listening to an interview with Alistair Lord, who was the Essendon medical sub on the weekend. And he was basically saying that their entire VFL team this weekend was just top-ups. They, really? they are that decimated right now. Fair. Um, anyway, we're not... But Essendon know all about top-ups. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Um, well, doubt, so this is interesting. I actually admittedly didn't watch the whole game. I watched a bit of the final quarter and I actually couldn't watch anymore because it was scary to see in that last quarter got beaten by 10 goals. Yeah. That's scary yeah, to, to know, see and it's not encouraging whatsoever. It's not. No, and, and um, you had to stop watching because we had a booking at a booth in a nightclub as well. We had to get there by a certain time. So Dow had 33 and two goals, but... I'll, I'll be pretty blunt here because that looks like it's the theme of the night with you tonight. But um, yeah, Dow was pretty pretty ordinary with thirty three and two. That was a that was a misleading game on the stats book. I I'd be I'd yeah, be yeah. I'd be shocked to the bone if he came in off that. Yeah, I doubt it. Uh, twenty seven and a goal for Fogarty to go with twelve touches. He'll yeah. come in. He'll come in. No, I agree. He will. Yeah, for Martin. Five inside fifties, three rebound fifties. He should come in. But the story of the night was Caleb yes. Marchbank. Yes, so we watched that. He was outstanding, outstanding. And I know it's VFL, 
But for a guy who hasn't played in... Oh, it's just good to get the, the rhythm so, back. So he played one game last year and did his ACL. Yep. And I think the year before that, I don't even know if he played a game. Well, it was the COVID year, so there wasn't much reserve Yeah, so he wouldn't on. have played a game. So he hasn't yep. he hasn't really played footy for like two or three years. Yeah. And he, had t- he didn't play the last quarter. They put him on ice. So he had 20 disposals, seven rebound 50s, five marks. He was outstanding bolt. Like really, really good um, in the first three quarters. And a part of me wants to say, without you know having a credible opinion, a part of me wants to say they, po- they probably wouldn't have lost the game if he played the last quarter. Yeah, it's an interesting one. So I guess we've seen the revelations in the week with McGovern now... You know, got to be in doubt to play at all in the rest of the home yeah. and away season. I mean, Maybe if, he'll play. if they're saying that he might be back for finals, well, firstly, we're not even in the finals. Hopefully, we do make it, but at this point, yeah. we're not in it. Um, yeah. So, so how long do you reckon they give March Bank in the VFL? Because he is the guy that's going to come in as that third tall. No, well, I'd say they give him till the bye. Yeah, I think that's I, fair. No, if he's not playing another he, three weeks. He, He's playing three quarters on the weekend. Yep. You'd say that gets him to about 60% game time. Yep. And then, you know, you put him up to 70% next week, maybe 60 again. I don't know. Give him a four-week stint. Yeah. There's a rush, but there's no rush. Yeah, correct. That's pretty well summed up. Um, the other Carlton-listed players we touched on, Dow, 33-2. and um, Marchbank, Kemp had 18 disposals. Motlop had 17 without kicking a goal. Williamson had 17 on the wing. Uh, we touched on setters who had 16. Philp had 15 and a goal. Uh, Murkov had 56 hitouts, a lazy 56 to go with 13 disposals. Um, I think he had... Oh, I don't have the stats here. I think he had quite a few clearances as well, Murkov. Um, and yet, yeah, we'll give a quick mention to uh, the best player in the competition's brother, <laughs> Josh Cripps, who kicked a nice goal. So, uh, VFL in the books. Uh, on the ladder, we're sitting fourth. Ooh, what's um, the theme? Well, Melbourne is seven and zero in the VFL as well, mm. <laughs> and then it goes GWS, Collingwood, and Carlton on five wins apiece. Interesting. Um, before we get to Twitter questions, I'm trying to think if I've, if we've, I think we've touched base on just about everything. There's a couple of things I screenshotted that I thought I'll bring up. Um, the first one. Uh, just getting it up now. Yes. James Martia sent us a, a message, and you're welcome, those listening, to send us a DM on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram, and we'll read it out on the show. He said, TDK held his own against a great Ruckman. Lewis Young doubled down on a good performance. Great to see the boys getting dirty and sticking up for their teammates. Hopefully, this is the start of some consistent four-quarter footy go blues. It was a physically imposing game, which was great. And I, I that's why I wanted to bring that tweet up, just because I like that they stood up for each other. They're getting a bit grunty, Carlton, which I love. It's Against good. North, they ripped Larky's top off. Should have done it twice. Yeah. Um, Paul Walsh, the great man, why do we need to have both Harry and Charlie off the ground at the same time? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Not only does it leave us short up forward, it means that we have limited targets on a kick out during that time. doesn't make sense. It also happened when Port Adelaide was storming home as well for about five or six minutes. And it was just like, what the hell is going on? Mm. Like, how does that happen? Yeah. That shouldn't be happening. Yeah, it's a great pickup. Great pickup. Love it, Walshie. Um, 
We'll get to the Twitter questions now um, because there were quite a few that came in. If we don't get to yours, we apologize. We'll get to, not going to read out the similar type questions, but we'll get to the ones here, just loading. Um, All right. The first one coming in from Peter Carrick, the great man. JSOS always played with heart, but he's quietly turning into a quality footballer. I think it's only fans who watch the Blues closely that are really appreciating it. Oh yeah, he's he's a quality footballer. There's no doubt about it. He's he like what he means to the system and organization of Carlson is enormous. Very hard to win without him. He's yeah. He's very important for us. He's very important. John Gauchi says it's good to see players that are coming in such as Carroll and Cottrell putting pressure on selection. I just hope when Dow gets his opportunity, he does the same and doesn't waste it. 100%. Paul Barbaza, the great man. Baz, we had him on the show a couple of weeks. You can head head to our sub stack and check out that episode. Baz said, when should they announce Cripper as the Brownlow medal winner? (laughs) Um, Well, could have it wrapped up at the bye. He could. Well... (laughs) I don't want to... It's, it's well, too... if he gets another nine votes coming here, that should take him to about 26 or 27. It's crazy to put it that way. Maybe he'll break the magic 40. Well, he's on track. Well, that'd be getting ahead of ourselves. But he's... Well, he's is it he's safe to say... He's coming to $2.75 gamble responsibly, because I haven't been with Cripps. <laughs> um, the six yeah. games that he's played, is it fair to say he's getting minimum two in all six? Yes. And there's a few which is getting minimum three? Yes. I'm going to say five threes and a two. The only one which I'm saying he might not get three in was Frio because we lost. But I still think I'm he was clearly the best on one. ground. Maybe Hawthorne. The issue with Hawthorne is I don't know who else would. Well, it's not an issue. <laughs> we might have to. We might have to do like a Brownlow podcast. Just relax. Just relax. <laughs> Fourteen games to go. Um. Mo Zini said, do we consider bringing in Plowman for Toby Green? For all his deficiencies, Plowman, when given a job on those types, typically does well. It's a great tweet. Yeah, so I I think Plowman will come in. I do think he'll come in for Boyd. I think they'll play him. I do. Kandau says, we got the job done convincingly and as expected, but the true test is to turn around our terrible interstate form and beat the GWS Giants in Sydney for the first time. Nothing else matters, so let's hope we can address whatever has been stopping us from producing away from home. Eight points beckoning. Well, we've got another mate that we go, we travel with, and I've been saying the whole season, 16 and 6. Lose all six on the road, 16, and they've, they've got to win this week. This week is massive. Well, we're going to get to this week in a few minutes because the next five are crunch. Um, we'll get to that. Uh Mark DT said, watch Williamson's game in the VFL. Is he our long-term solution to the wing? Lob on one side and Willow on the other. Well, we'll get, we'll, I will watch the full VFL replay at some point during the week. I've watched bits and pieces of it. But uh, yeah, I really liked Williamson's game last week. And from what I saw this week, uh, I thought he was pretty good as well. Um, but it is VFL. Take it with a grain of salt. But definitely an option going forward on the wing. Uh, Jimmy Faz says, who replaces Martin? I could wear Cottrell playing more forward if we get Hewitt in. So I think the Cottrell suggestion is very similar to my Williamson one. It's just a bit of blind chaos up forward, not bad overhead. Might be able to do what Martin does in pinch a goal. 
are you going to get that out of Fogarty? I'm not sure. You get something different out of Fogarty to what Martin provides. Yeah, but I think you get. But I think you get closer to what Martin provides with Williamson or Cottrell, number forty-six. Yes. <laughs> Damon Mule says, The morale around the club at the moment is so high. It looks like 22 best mates out there playing together. They're getting around each other with every single goal. They've got each other's back whenever there's a bit of a push and shove. Top four, baby. Hashtag Bengals. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the bloody Bengals. Um, yeah, no, the, it is great. It looks like they're having fun and we're also having fun. We are. I high-fived my dad for the first time in a while. <laughs> didn't give him a kiss no 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 we'll say no no <laughs> maybe the grand final parade um wilson says the Mackay kerno show rolls on pinch me i think i'm dreaming yeah it's crazy what they are turning into what they are tim d phillips says who slash what is the plan for the last spot in the mid-season draft potentially two spots if someone goes on the long-term injury list well okay it's a great question it's going to open a can of worms here. Great servant of our club. The really tough times he had to endure. But I think Ed Kerno might have to call it a day. To free so he's, up out, he's out for eight weeks, I think, now? Uh, I think I can't see Kerno playing in this team. I think if he was fit, he would have come in ahead of Carroll. If he was Potentially, fit. Potentially, yes. Yes. But, or they might have just gone to Dow first. I'm not sure. But, well, they wouldn't have because they had that option and went Carroll. Yep. So, it's tough with Kerno. I, I think, you know, well, they've got one. They've got to get another Ruckman in. Um, They've got to get a Ruckman. They've got to get it. Can I swear here? Go for it. They've got to just get a big motherfucker from the <laughs> state leagues. I don't care... They've just got to get a, phys- a physical They've guy... They've got to find a Sam Hayes. ...who's going to bash someone in the ruck and put his knee up and seriously, like, the opposition ruckman will come off the field and say, I played Carlton because I was severed at stoppages. I don't care if the ruckman's going to get five or six disposals around the ground. We need to be scary at stoppages in the air. And I reckon there's a few of them lying around in the state leagues. I'm sure there are. Yeah, we've got to get creative. We just need we someone that has a physical presence because if DeConning goes down, DeConning's going to play even if we get this big guy. Yeah. But if DeConning goes down, we are in a world of pain. Yeah, well, then it's Murkov. Yeah, so we, we've got to get a Ruckman. Now, if they... Opt- and, and I'll just say quickly, Murkov... No issue with him playing in a few years, but he's so raw. We just we he's too we, raw. we just wouldn't be able to get away with it. No, and not because he's a bad player. He's just too raw. Yeah, no, it's just... and Yeah, for sure. You look at Collingwood and this Aiden Begg. Mm. <sighs> uh, and, and also, and if Kerno is to vacate that spot, I, I pro- you'd probably want another key defender, I think. Yeah, or possibly... Given that McDonald and McGovern are just indefinite outs right mm. now. Yeah. And, and the one I like is Marty Hall. Where's think- he playing these? Is he even is he playing? At North Melbourne VFL, I think. I think. I'll have a look. But um I think he's the captain of North Melbourne VFL. Really? Don't don't quote me in the paper for that, but Yeah, he is at North Melbourne VFL. Marty Hoare is a no brainer. Yeah. Like a no brainer for me. I'd be willing to do it. 
I'm happy to take Ed Kerno out for dinner and drinks and, you know, thank you so much for everything. We love your brother. We love him we as well. We loved you. No, we did. We And we do. <laughs> it's not dead, mate. No, I know. <laughs> and we do. But, you know, going forward, we have to put our list in the best because we're on... Imagine if Young got suspended last week. Yeah. Where would we have looked towards? Nowhere. We have to cover all bases here. Hayden French says, how good was that? Always great when Charlie kicks a bag. I still think we lack a scoring small forward, which is a fair call. Hopefully, Honey is not far off. Uh, so, I think he's, they're saying now he's not going think, to... I think the VFL have a bye. Um, so, Honey is a week or two away. And I know we've been saying that for a while. But, uh, yeah, the sooner he gets back, the better. Um, Are you going to be okay when he plays? Uh, I can't say that I will be. I just can't. Anything could happen. Um, O'Brien struggled with 47% efficiency and surprisingly Cottrell was influential when he came on. Thoughts? Yeah, yeah no, I, 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 can't, I can't disagree. <clears throat> uh, Tim's trading says our, tr- our transition on the ball from one end to the other is... Oh, sorry. Is in that, in that second and third quarter was amazing. I do agree with that. Our connection between each line is now clear and the team uses the wings and the ground really well. Compare this to last year. How is it possible to change so quickly? Yeah. Um, it's rapid. It's really good footy. You know, Carlton's best is really, really nice footy. Just got to play the best for as long as possible. I would have liked, I thought yesterday would probably be the first chance for us to win all four quarters in a game, which we didn't. I'm waiting for that to happen because I'd love that. But um, you know, our best footy is very good footy. Drunkill. He says, does Plowman get his spot back after that match from Boyd? Presumably, Marchbank takes it from both of them in two weeks' time anyway. Double agree. Um, Tim W., it's a great tweet. Is it possible that the reappointment of Tim Clark could end up being the most influential of all of our off-field appointments since the end of last season? Well, it sounds like, you know, I've got, I don't know what happens within the four walls, but it sounds like he's got a pretty good relationship with um, our captain, our fearless leader, our next prime minister. Um, Patrick Cripps um, but yeah you know it's great you know it's just a fresh set of eyes over a team with you know really good age demographic with a lot of you know with stars in every line and it's probably the fresh eyes they needed now Bolt we're going to end the Twitter questions there just before we end the show we've got, we've got five matches coming up the Giants away the yeah. Swans at home on a Friday night yeah all eyes watching yeah and then our three biggest rivals Collingwood, Essendon, Richmond. Yeah. Now, it doesn't get more crunch than this. No. Those are five games. Crunch, 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 crunch. It's the theme of the night. It is as big as it gets. Each and every game in the next five are equally as massive. The Giants away, a team who we should be beating. And we've never won at Giants Stadium. Now, I had this weird confidence for no reason going into the Bulldogs game simply because I looked at the game on paper and thought we could be okay and we could win I've got that same feeling this week against the Giants I look at it on paper and I go well our midfield probably trumps theirs our forward line should beat their back line and our back line should be comfortable against their forward line so I look at that and I go well you know surely we win this game the Ruck's going to be no, a they're, massive they're, their midfield provides a bit of concern for me well, because of the Ruckman as well. Um, yeah, I still rate the... You know I rate the Giants. I know I they're 2-6, and, and they've had some beltings against them. It's like, look, we've got to win. 
I just it's... think so the point I'm making is this is a game we should win. It's away from home. It's a game we could lose because we know what they're capable of, the Giants. They played finals last year. It's just crunch. It's an eight-point game. It's enormous. The week after, we have Sydney on a Friday night in Melbourne. That is enormous. And then the three rivals. So the, I, I'm going to make the call that in five weeks, t- well, in five matches time, because there's the bye in the middle there, after that Richmond game, I think we will know exactly how good or how bad we are. We will know exactly where we're at. Yeah. We, th- there'll and then be after no, Richmond, it's Freo at Marvel. There'll be no questions. Freo at Marvel. And then, and then I think it's... um. Well, if we get uh, someone, someone said after Richmond, there's even two, even well, juicier games. Um, but the point I'm trying, I think, in I five weeks' time, I agree with. There's you. no questioning where we're at. We're either, you know, we're either. Oh, sorry. And then it's St Kilda. So yeah, Frio, huge. Frio at Marvel, then St Kilda, and then we go to the to play um, the Waffle Best Twenty Two away. Oh, it's going <laughs> to come back to bite you. I know it will. <laughs> I knew it when I said it. Um, but yeah, I just think, you know, the next five, I know just, they're a packet of double crunch Smith chips. Just. They're good by the way. <laughs> saw them on Facebook earlier today, advertising. I've had them. They're good. Yeah. It's yeah. This week's game is going to be massive team changes before we end the show. Um, I think Plowman will come in for yep. Boyd. Yeah. And I like, yeah, I think Fogarty for Martin. Hewitt out another week. I think. Yeah, he will. I don't reckon Hewitt will play. That hurts. The big out. I don't reckon he'll play. Um, if he does, I'm not saying I'd make this change necessarily, but probably they drop O'Brien. Yeah, Cottrell sub again. Yep, don't mind it. I think he's a good sub. Bit of an impact play when he comes on, possibly. Yep. Carroll's spot in jeopardy at all? Oh, like it's not safe, but he should be right. Anything else? I think we've touched on everything. No, it's a big game. They've just got to, got to get through this week. But yeah, the next five, we'll know exactly where we're at. We will know exactly how good we are in the next five weeks. We could win all five and we could just as easily lose all five. Would you take three out of the next five? Would you take that? So what does that put us? Nine and four. Yeah. Yeah. I think anything less than three and two from our next five would be a bit of a disaster. No, I agree. I don't think it'd be a disaster. It'd just be a bit underwhelming. Well, well it means that we... Eight and five. It s- means that we've lost to... Well, yeah. It means... Well, no, yeah, I know. Because I, I don't, don't want to... i tell you what. If we lose to fucking Essendon, if we lose to Essendon, that will be the end of me. Yeah. Well, look, nothing's as important as the next game. This one, we've never won there. Yeah, it's crunch. We'll be there. Yes. If you go into the game, shoot us a DM. Halftime, probably meet for a beer or something. Yeah, oh, so, we can get to Western Sydney a bit early. There's a nice pub out there. Okay. Well, oh, we went there last year. Yeah, it was, it was a bit weird last year, that. though. It was like COVID-y. Yeah, it was, it was a bit weird. weird. No, nah, we'll be there this week. And We're we won't up be on staying Sunday. at the Ibis Budget in Homebush. Yeah, well, that was... <laughs> yeah, that was an eye-opener, that hotel. <laughs> I know this isn't Travago, but shit. Like, not even half a star. Yeah, well, when the shower's in the room, it's pretty difficult. Yeah, but oh, well, hopefully they're, they're a bit... Hopefully they turn up a bit better Can than they Can you give a suggestion year. for a hotel for those travelling? Oh, for You've sure. You've been to Sydney about 55 times. Yeah. Um, 
Oh, I'd, I'd be. It's a three twenty game, so I'd be staying in the city, the CBD. Yeah. Um, I've probably got a platinum loyalty card at the Travel Lodge on Wentworth Avenue. Beautiful <laughs> five minute walk to Central Station, just outside the city. Not that much foot traffic. Um, get good beds. They used to do a breakfast. They don't anymore, but they're beautiful at reception. All right, lovely. Um, it's also close to Museum Train Station as well. If you All want right, a bit that's of flexibility. enough. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I've actually, I haven't even told you, but I've booked that for us already. Thank you. <laughs> Blue bag is another week in the book. Six and two. Put the smile on for this week. Enjoy another fantastic week of life. Bolt, great to do it again. Subscribe to our Substack for extra episodes, extra content, player ratings, BNF votes, all of that on Substack. Blue baggers, thank you so much. Bolt, have a lovely week. I trust that you will. Yes, hopefully. Just got to win on the weekend. Blue baggers, we'll see you next week. For another seven days, go blue.